Look at your fucking glasses, man. What, what's going on there? What do you feel like when you're when you're rocking those? I just feel good, man. I feel good. I'm seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. So hey. it's uh, uh, what's better. That's the best way you can view the world. So it's as you good. often do, as I often do, like for real. Even that's actually one thing I learned on my stream show with my buddies is I am easily the most optimistic guy in in my friend group, and uh, I know that's a like it's it's probably a good thing, but maybe I'm too overly optimistic sometimes. Yeah, I think that too. I think people can me? get annoyed. Oh. Uh, no, can get annoyed of me thinking they uh, the exact same way, where yeah. I'm somewhat overly optimistic. I, I wouldn't say. Well, I wouldn't use the uh, the phrase overly optimistic. I would. I would just say, I'm more often looking at the brighter side because, what's the point of looking at the dark side? You know what I'm saying? What's the point? What's the point? Let's move yeah, on. Man. Let's move on, because it happened. Yeah, I think people too focus on the negatives too much sometimes, right? It's uh, that's where we live in, man. Like negative news sells. People like that negativity, you know. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, life's better just when you think about the world in a positive way, man. And you know, life's been good. To look at where we are, man. Here we are. It's uh, sipping afternoon, beer. sipping some beer. Oh shit, I'm not even sipping my beer yet. Oh wow, you there's, fucking there's phony, the noise, dude. There's the noise right there. Yo, cheers, buddy. It's uh, shout nice out. Nice to see you in person, man. Usually it's. Yeah. Uh, Usually, I'm just talking to you on the phone in the morning, starting my day, chatting some sports with you, but it's uh, always nice to see you in the flesh, man. You are you are still flex-bound. You're still flexing. Still flex-bound. Trying to wear a massive shirt to hide those fucking guns, man. It, it is what it is. Yo, what's your we, secret? What's my secret? Um, consistency. That's all it is, because I'll be completely honest with the people listening to this. I go to the gym a lot, but I, I can guarantee that 77% of those workouts are mediocre. Slash workouts that don't involve a lot of sweat. They don't involve a lot of trying super hard. Mm. I'm just there. So a lot of this is maintaining, you know? I don't think I've really put on a lot of muscle over the last couple of years. Because if I told people that, yo, I've been going to the gym for, what, nine years now? Like, I've been going to the gym for fucking nine years. I don't really look like that. But I'm just in, I guess, good shape because I've just always shown up at the gym so that's my secret i'm not entering no fucking bodybuilding competitions i'm not even i'm not even that fucking jack to be honest i'm not i'm not i'm just think i've maintained what this has been for my body because of consistency and yeah you know, show up fucking flex bound not saying he's jack man you know why are you so modest about some things then you're so cocky about others like <laughs> you think you're the best fucking fantasy football player of all time you have yeah. one championship under your belt man come on yeah because that one championship cements that I'm a fucking legend. I'm a fucking legend, okay? It's hard to win those things. Some people will live their whole lives and not win one fantasy football championship in a league that's competitive, you know? In a competitive, real league. None of this bullshit A-teamers. None of this bullshit like I'm playing with people who watch one football game a year. I want a competitive league, so I think I can take that to the grave and also live my days in the present moment feeling like a legend because, again, I won. I won. Well, cheers to you, man. I have uh, I also have one fantasy football championship under my belt, and a couple second place losses. So it's um, yeah, yeah. Those second place losses sting, but uh, they do sting. And the pool I'm in right now, I've uh, I finished second twice, which is like making so make, I'm making I've been making some money in fantasy football the last couple of years, except for the last season when I slept in for my fantasy football draft. So a yeah, fucking sin, dude. It was, That's I was a fucking brutal. sin, dude. That was brutal. That's crazy to me, man. And that's the type of that's the type of 
That's the type of team that's going to be mediocre. And you know what? My team was fucking mediocre, man. No, no, what am I trying? What am I trying to say here? Okay, that's that's the type of behavior. That's the type of behavior that wouldn't fly in my league. Mm, and you want to join oh, my league? You, oh, okay. you want to join my league? But last year you slept in, and then you also uh, were supposed to be what was supposed to be there for for my fantasy league as well as as my co GM, and you were spending time with your family. So I think just on those two accords, like why should I give you a, a third chance to enter the league? Oh, because third time's the charm, man. Yeah, you got, <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because this is my bounce back year too. Like I fucking need a bounce back year. I've already finished my first draft of the season. I tried to mock draft last night and. Couldn't find the mock draft, so I just drafted in the real league. But this is my bounce back year, you know? Like I said, the family got in the way last year because I chose yeah. family over you yeah. last year. Which is crazy. Uh, I know, because like, you're my brother too, man. Yeah. Like, you're, you're still family, family as well. Too. And so, I only get you and once I can't a year, do, I can't twice do, a year, three times a year, No, you know? no, no, you I can't. Get your I, could, I, would not, I would not do that to you twice, okay? Exactly. I wouldn't do that to you twice. There you so. go. I'll, I'll be there. Uh, tell me when you draft. There's no, no problem. No, that's it. That's it. The draft is going to be... On that Labor Day long weekend, Ooh, which so day? I think it's like September second, third, or fourth, right? We're trying to yeah, we're yeah. trying to hammer in a date, yeah. And I kind of I kind of want to do it nice, you know. I kind of want to gather up the troops and have a draft, and after invite some more friends over and just just fucking mingle, you know, and just yeah, have yeah. a good time yeah. and uh, get the DJ gear out and just vibe out, you know. It's the end of summer, quote unquote, and it's also one of those times the fantasy football draft where you see a lot of people that you won't see again for a long time. Yeah, there we go, man. There we go. Um, I'm going to petition to make it uh, Sunday, September 4th, because I know Saturday, cool. September 3rd, is my sister's uh, wedding celebration. Oh, there you go. There you go, buddy. So, Sunday, September 4th, I'll be there, buddy. So if if it's on the Saturday, you won't be showing up because your sister is... Okay, she got married in January. Married but yeah, yeah, she got married in January, but that was like the height of the shutdown. Like I, You know, you know yeah. the story, I missed her wedding because I had yeah. COVID. Um, so yeah, she's doing like a big celebration that day. So yeah, obviously got to be there, man. Her wedding celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they're renting out a bar and they're going to do some of the things like the first dance and shit oh, cool. like that. that they didn't that's the beautiful, wedding, man. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay. So I think it's going to be the second or the fourth anyways. That's yeah, been uh, the two dates that have been thrown around. And you know, yesterday, uh, there was a moment in my group chat, the league chat where the people were demanding me to release the draft order. Right away, but yeah. I, I want to be special with it, you know? I told people it's going to be August 1st, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. and uh, yeah, come on, come on, okay, y'all. I, I got, be patient. I, I got one question for you and one suggestion for your league, so if I come into the league by myself, I would be the 13th no, man, No, right? you're, no, you're going to be a co-GM, that's how it works. Oh, you motherfucker, hey. Okay, there's, no, there's no way with these group no, no, of no. strong... Here, here, listen to my idea, okay, though. Okay. Listen to my idea, Go it's ahead. good. So I come in as the 13th team in the league, and basically the worst team... Faces relegation, and they're out next year. So that's what I want to do with you as the co-GM. You get what I'm saying? Be a co-GM, and the last person loses their team, and then the co-GM replaces. Oh. Yeah, because 13 teams, what that does, it, it pisses everyone off because it changes. It's like the CFL. It just changes. It changes, like, your game plan. Like, who prepares for a 13-person Fantasy football league, you know? You spend all year like me, like me, thinking about that 12-team league. Yeah. That's a good amount. That's a good amount. I know some people go up to 14, yeah, I but like, that's... I like 14 and 16, yeah. personally. What the hell, bro? So yeah. am I a pussy then? Yeah, you are. Damn, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. I anyway, thought... that's just an idea. Just an yeah. idea. But anyways, okay, co-GM. That's all right. That's all right. I'll, uh, I'll be there for you, man. So I say you co-GM with me. All right, let's do it. And then we update listeners on how our fantasy football... Gotcha. He was doing it super simple, super easy, and yeah, sounds it's good. material, and it's life, man. I would love to co-GM with you. Sweet, man. I'd love to win with you. 
Yo, we're winning. Let's fucking win, okay? Let's win. I'll just throw something at you, okay? We get the seventh pick in the first round. I know you you mocked yesterday. I haven't yeah. done it yet, so I don't even know the charts, but we get the seventh pick. Who are you taking? I like this player a lot more at seven than where he was listed in my fantasy draft, but Austin Eckler would be a guy I would look at there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's not a guy I like in the top five, which is where he tends to be going, um, but I, I would kind of like him at uh, seven. So so yesterday he was ranked number three overall in wow. uh, Yahoo fantasy drafts. Wow. But, so I had, the, I had the third overall pick, and I didn't like Eckler in that top three. I was thinking Jonathan Taylor, uh, Cooper Cup, or Christian McCaffrey. Those are the three I'd kind of single out as like the best players for next season. Damn, and uh, so it, it went. It went Taylor, then it went Cup. So I took McCaffrey. Um, obviously, there's going to always be injury risk, but the guy's talent is undeniable. If he's healthy, he's going to be putting up monster numbers. And I don't even know if this is much of a prediction, but I do see Christian McCaffrey dropping in the first round towards the middle or the end in our league because really? of the drama that Christian McCaffrey has caused in the league over the past couple of years. And I do understand that this dude is extremely talented and also, more notably, someone who has such a high usage rate, you know? He's always used to push the needle in any capacity. And what did Carolina do this year? Not much in the offseason. Like, they made changes, but at the end of the day, they still have such an average quarterback, and that bodes well if you have a healthy Christian McCaffrey on your yeah, team. exactly. Because that involves a lot of running and also a lot of short passing. 100%, yeah. So, no, he's. I think he's easily a top five player as long as he's healthy. But being healthy is a big question mark, man, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like in my league, Austin Eckler went fourth. Number seven was Justin Jefferson. Mm. Um, it's like you got to draft a, p- a running back with one of your first two picks. But like a Justin Jefferson, a, a Jamar Chase, I would kind of like at number seven. Uh, for running backs, it's like, yeah, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry. You know, if we had number seven, we could probably get, like, Aaron Jones at, like, 12-13, too, though. Like an Aaron Jones or a DeAndre Swift. Yeah. So, you'd have a, like, you're going to get, as long as you draft well, you're going to have, like, one of the best receivers, one of the best running backs if you draft seven. Yeah, seventh is a, is a nice spot to pick out. You, you brought up an interesting name there, too, and uh, you said the said the word Derrick Henry and Joe that, Mixon, that, years, that's yeah. a dude I'd probably still take at seven too. I know he has a lot of miles, miles, and a lot of quote unquote damage on him. I think it's easy for us to say he has damage because he's a running back and he's that type of running back and he's been doing that for so long. But what if he's just that dude? I think he's that dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a fucking athletic freak. Yeah, man. like he's <laughs> so at seven. Until, could, uh, yeah, until Derrick Henry proves to me and and you know the rest of the league that yeah. he can, he can't do it. I'm believing that he can. And you, I feel like you could win the draft if you get Derrick Henry at seven. Yeah, it's just one of those scenarios. Yeah, exactly. When you ask the GM who won the draft how he did it, it's like, yo, I got Derrick Henry at seven, and yeah. that's where he was averaged to be. But damn, like I really won the draft there. And yeah, it's. It's a, it's a lot. Uh, where does uh, Devontae Adams go? Because you, you, you talked about Justin Jefferson being the first receiver being picked, and mm-hmm. I, I get that. I get that. I get that a lot. If Adams is still in the Packers, is he taking over Jefferson? And how much does he fall going to the Vegas Raiders and having Derek Carr now as his quarterback? I I'm saying that out loud, and it does hurt. It does hurt, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to keep it together just to fucking talk about uh, his, his metrics and his stats, right? And I'm going through 
I see the all, tears forming uh, yeah, in your eyes. This man. is this is getting emotional because <laughs> there's so much truth in about in in what I'm I'm about to say. Okay, so again, I've watched a lot of sports in my life. I've watched a lot of football in my life. Over the better part of a decade, I feel like I've watched every single Green Bay Packers game. And there was a point over the last well, it started about three years ago, where I really told myself that I was having more fun watching. Devontae Adams than I was Aaron Rodgers. And that's saying a lot because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the dude's a back-to-back MVP, you know? He, he was putting on a clinic almost every week over the last couple of seasons. But there I was looking forward to those little clips or those little replays of Devontae Adams doing his thing because technically sound, that guy is so, so great at his job. So, yeah. so great. A fucking legend. And I don't think it's the worst thing to pick him as the first receiver going in your draft because he is that damn good and I think I think he's so competitive that a part of him really 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 wants to prove that he's that damn good and he didn't need Aaron Rodgers yeah. to make sure he was that good. Yeah, I think there's motivation there and like he plays on a pretty good team. Like Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. Yeah. Um so you know, I think in terms of receivers, I would probably go Cup and Chase at one and two. I would probably say Adams is in the conversation for three. Like, uh, the way my draft played out, I went Cup at, uh, as wide receiver one, Jefferson two, Chase three, Diggs four, and then Adams was fifth at uh, 13th overall. But I, I think Adams probably belongs in the conversation for the top three yeah. after, after Chase and Cup, I think. Yeah. I think the fear in Vegas is obviously that there's a lot of receiver talent, like Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Um, so there's there's room for the ball to go around, but I get it, I get it. There wasn't there's really a that lot in of Green talent. Bay. I get it, but I think the world and we've already known it. I guess we've already known it. You know, Green Bay is a small market, but they're on TV all the time. The world does fucking know this, okay? Devontae Adams is that good. Yeah. And when paired beside Waller and Hunter, he's still that much better than the rest. Yeah. Than them. You know, he yeah. really is. He's just... Darren Wall is pretty fucking... He's fucking good. He's, he's fucking pretty, good. He's, he's a, fucking he's good. But I too. I guess I'll end on this note. And I don't give a fuck if you take it the wrong way or you think I'm just being fucking biased. But Devontae Adams is arguably one of the best football players I've, I've ever watched play. Yeah, I would say that. He's probably one of the best receivers I've ever seen. Yeah. He just doesn't make any mistakes. <laughs> Yo, he's <laughs> something else. On that note, though, there was a moment. There was a moment in... The divisional last year, the mm-hmm. one the Packers lost to San Fran, where I don't think it was the best throw by Aaron Rodgers in what was a garbage game, but I feel as if Devontae Adams missed an opportunity when he didn't really drop a pass, but he just didn't catch it, and that hurt the Packers too. What a time, man. What a time. Yo, can you just ask me some questions about the Green Bay Packers, okay? Just, just like, get me through some of those traumatic experiences that I went through last January, because it was dark. It was dark, and it's been dark, man. It's been dark. Right. The last couple of Januaries, in the middle of January, when the Packers just lose these playoff games, it gets dark for me. All right, here's a question that'll make you feel better. Who are you most excited to see catch balls from Aaron Rodgers oh, this man. season? Other than oh, man. Well, I can go... I can go on and say a lot of things about the rookie receivers and I can even move over to move no, over guy, move over to Aaron Lazard, right? Or Alan Lazard. What am I saying? You, you know why I said Aaron? Because he's on your mind no, no. and you wanked him no, like no, three no. times a day. But it's not that Aaron. It's the other Aaron. Aaron Jones. Oh, is Aaron Jones the best pass catcher on the Green Bay Packers? He is. He is. 
I, again, I've watched every single Packers game. This guy is, in my opinion, again, super, super talented. He can catch a lot of balls, but also underused. Yeah. I feel like they can use him more. He's that fucking good. He's yeah. that fucking good. And I think... He's a good RB1 for this year. He might be being underdrafted a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Because his pass catching is better than some of the guys ahead of him, I think, like uh, like Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. And the Okay, and here's the fucking truth. Here's the fucking truth. The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have to do things differently. Yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers is that good. He's that fucking good. He's one of the best to ever fucking do it. But they lost Devontae Adams. Look at all the good things I said about Devontae Adams. They lost that guy. What, so, do, they get, what do they get back again? So things are going to change. Things are going to change. They got a first-round pick. Okay. So things are going to change because they lost that guy. They lost that guy. And maybe, just maybe, there's not enough time or it's just fucking impossible with any of these guys for any of these guys to get to that level, to even be a, a WR1. Not, not even on Devontae Adams' level. I'm just talking about WR1 in general because Devontae Adams is just another fucking beast. And if that's the case, they're going to have to run more slash use their most talented players more. And that's Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. But that's also Aaron Jones and Dylan. And I think Jones is going to catch a lot of balls. Real talk. Yeah, tell, I me, think, tell me a bit about uh, A.J. Dillon because he's being ranked really highly. In fact, and I'm just thinking like... He had more rushing yards than Aaron Jones last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he, he put up really crazy numbers last year. But I'm, uh, yeah, I guess maybe I don't watch enough Packers. But in my head, I'm like, Aaron Jones is the guy. And I just... That's is, is A.J. Dillon being overrated? Is he going to hit that again, you think? Or is it just going to be more of the Aaron Jones show? Well, here, here's the thing. They lost to Devontae Adams. So now teams don't, know don't that. Don't they also don't have uh, David Bakhtiari right now? He may miss some time. And yeah. I think they lost uh, another lineman as well. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's a big part well, of the running game, he, too. Uh, who's the dude they lost? Dude's got dope hair. A- anyways. They, yeah, dope they hair lost dude. some guys, but they lost Devontae Adams. That changes the whole philosophy of the defense that you're playing against. Real talk. So, it's going to be harder. It has, that's just the fucking truth. It's going to be harder for Dylan and Jones to do them because teams don't have to defend Devontae Adams. But I do feel as if they're talented enough and will embrace that challenge. A.J. Dylan is just a fucking horse, dude. Just a horse. Mm. Interesting. Okay, The guy's yeah. sick. The guy's sick. He just runs through people. Super confident. I think he has a lot to prove, too. And he's an under- underrated ca- catcher as well. Real talk, he is, he is, but not on the level of Aaron Jones. So, yeah, my answer is uh, the WR1 for the the Green Bay Packers is is Aaron Jones. Yeah, okay, all right. Good to know, man. Good to know. So, Uh, I think we should do this for our draft, and and sorry to cut you off. Yeah, so So, you're going to join me as a co-GM, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, to do it like this. Obviously, we can collaborate, but I think... I think what we have to do with the handshake on this. Wait, I want to hear it first. No, 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 we have the handshake on this. Oh, you motherfucker, okay. I'm I'm actually the owner of the team, okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll. You're Francesco Aquilini. Just, I'm just fucking Jim Benning. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to be fair about this. I'm Kyle Bound too. Okay, so obviously let me have the first pick. Like let me make the first yeah. selection. But we should go back to back. Uh, I, I like that. Day, okay, I like that. Like obviously we can talk about it because it's yeah, going to be yeah. fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun to talk about it during the draft, having a couple beers. Yeah. But I'm going to trust you to make that decision in that okay. round, and you're going to trust me. Okay. All right, man. Sounds it's good. Be a lot no, of fun. I like that. I like that. Yeah, okay. It's be a lot I'm in. Yeah, uh, we're we're winning a championship, man. Yeah. For let's sure. go. Let's go. Let's go. I, like I said, I did my first draft yesterday. I learned some lessons, man, and I'm curious about how you think I played out. So my first three picks, again, 10-team league, I had uh, Christian McCaffrey at third overall. Yeah. I took Travis Kelsey at 18th, and then I took Tyreek Hill. So, I, I, again, I like drafting running backs early unless unless the value is just kind of getting in my face. But when Kelsey's there and it's almost like around the 20 range, I just he is the best tight end in football. And it's been the way for a number of seasons. I mean – yeah, I, I do still like Kelsey in that spot. I, I think okay. he, 
Say those names again. Let me just like soak this in, okay? okay. I, I, you're Chris, getting me excited for life. Christian McCaffrey at third overall. Wow. And then I think wow. I Travis Kelsey at 18th. Wow. What? Wow. And then Tyreek Hill at 23rd. Wow. So, again, I, what I was really hoping for in that 23 spot was Javante Williams for the Denver Broncos. I was kind of feeling like Mc, Oh, McCaffrey. don't worry. Hey, don't, hey, bro, don't worry. We already got him. He's my keeper. He's your keeper? Okay. <laughs> we got him, bro. Uh, okay. So, we're going so to lose that. Uh, I think we're going to lose, like, our 10th pick or 11th, 11th pick because I, that's where I picked him last year. Yeah. But we got him on the team. Okay. But we sweet, got him. Man. He's the keeper, bro, for sure, bro. All we're right, good, right. man. Sweet. There but I'll go. tell you, like, if we get the number three spot, we're not drafting Christian McCaffrey there. It's just. Who would you draft? Who's your top three? Okay, so. Can I look at a mock draft? Do you have like a... This is my draft from yesterday. And, uh, okay. There's no way you can get JT. Number one. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. My fantasy team sucked last year, and I had JT on my team. And we can't get Dalvin Cook. Oh, there's another rule. No Viking players a lot. Okay, right. And no fine. line players and no I, Bears players. Dalvin Cook scares me a bit. I know there's a lot of players with injury risk. It's just the nature of the game, like McCaffrey, Cook. Um, but, um, yeah, that's fine with me. Honestly, if we, if we get, like, a top three pick, I'm going to try wheeling that to go down the draft. Okay. It's not, not like my shit idea. right now. Not my shit right here. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Uh, get lower and maybe yeah. get Aaron Jones or something. But, uh, yeah. honestly, I, I like JT. I just, it's, it's hard to pick McCaffrey at three. And then look at my bias. I can't pick Cook. I can't pick Cook. So who would you pick? Who's your top three? You didn't answer the question. I know. I think I would go JT. This may surprise people, but I'm, I'm going to put Derrick Henry up there, too. Just because mm. he's that fucking guy. Doesn't really catch the ball. And Cooper Cup. Problem. And Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup, okay. So you, yeah. put, you put Henry over McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. uh, is McCaffrey's, if McCaffrey's healthy, I would bet you there's zero. If they play the same amount of games, there's zero chance that McCaffrey finishes with less points than Derrick Henry. He just catches the ball way more. I think that's the truth. But I also don't think picking Henry at three will cripple your draft if you have yeah. Javante Williams. I, you know what? I will well. say there was definitely some high risk high reward in my draft. Like, you never know with fantasy football, but like McCaffrey could get injured. Kelsey, maybe he's already hit his peak and he's on the downward trend, but now that they're missing hell, I I really like Kelsey's chances and of ripping it up in KC. And then Tyreek Hill, there's risk because Tugo Tungavalo is his quarterback. Yeah. But he's Tyreek fucking Hill. I mean, Damn, how did you say that name? Tua Tungavailoa. Damn, bro, you killing it, man! You living right. life. Yeah, you living life. Okay. I pay attention. Okay, so l- let's move off of uh, fantasy football talk all right, all right. for now, because you know I just looked at the board, and I'm talking all this shit, but it's been a it's been a while. You know, I, I, I'm excited to uh, go through some more mock drafts and go through some rankings and just uh, live that type of life. Okay, well, let me t- let me tell you the one last lesson. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so this is again ten team league. So I was the last team to draft a quarterback. Pussy. It, it was the it was the tenth round. Uh, I like stocking up on. Uh, on flex positions first, man. But mm-hmm. uh, so, I, I, anyways, I saw some value on the board. It's going to the tenth round. There's three quarterbacks there: Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. And after that, I'm like, there's a bit of a drop. So I just get one of those three guys. Yeah. There's six picks left, and all three guys are on the board. And Russell Wilson gets drafted. I'm like, holy fuck! If I if I go back to Kyle and I've drafted Aaron Rodgers, yeah. <laughs> this guy's gonna he's probably gonna fucking give me a back shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then Aaron Rodgers goes, then Matt Stafford goes. So I'm left there, and I'm like, I need to fucking pick a quarterback. And it's basically it was between it was Trey Lance was the top ranked guy oh there. Oh my god! Dude. So I went with Trey Lance, and then I drafted quarterbacks with my next two picks. So I don't trust Trey Lance. So I went with Derek Carr and Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. So I, 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 yeah, I missed out on the good quarterbacks, man. I mean, I think 
if Lance has the ability to be like a Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, because he is that good of a rusher. But yeah, there was not enough from him in the passing game last year for me yeah. to be super confident. Way too risky. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, I like. He just doesn't run as much. But he he he, he throws up yards and touchdowns. And James Winston is another high risk, high reward. So that's where I fucked up in my draft. I think my yeah. lesson is I would probably draft a quarterback a bit earlier. I just wanted to shore up other positions, I guess, like RB3 and stuff like that. But. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I, you can ask the people in my draft. You know, I tend to pick the quarterback early yeah, or the earliest. Interesting. And that only happens because of the confidence that I have in my team and also my insecurities with having to rely on Winston every week or Derek Carr or Matt Ryan, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's nice having that safety blanket. Now, a couple of years ago, I drafted Mahomes. I drafted Mahomes mm-hmm. as my quarterback. And then late in the draft, I think within my last two picks, I picked Aaron Rodgers because when he was coming off of that quote-unquote bad year where, we yeah. had, where he had 26 touchdowns and like six interceptions. Yeah, people thought he might be done. People thought he was done. So... Crazy, crazy times. Crazy, crazy times. Okay, speaking of crazy times, uh, we, we kind of talked about this earlier, but uh, I, I, I want to talk about it more, and it's uh, it's about Brittany Griner. Stuff's interesting, yo. Stuff's interesting. Like, I, I'd watch this movie, and the movie's going to come out because I think there's reason to be a little pessimistic about the potential of having a lot of people released from jail because of their THC disputes and their charges, but... Again, if we see an athlete get traded for a, or the merchant of death, the merchant of death, a.k.a. a semi-terrorist, supposedly. I I haven't read a lot about this guy that America's offering, some Russian dude. Anyways, a a semi-terrorist for an athlete who got in trouble in Russia for having some hashish oil-infused fucking vape cartilages. If that actually happens, then yeah, you're going to bring her home and you're going to have a lot of people and a lot of family members mad that... They still have loved ones with similar charges in jail, and they're going to be there for a long time, and here's the government bailing an athlete out. And I, I emphasize the athlete thing because it feels as if this is only happening because she's a celebrity. Yeah, you know, I think I was too um, pessimistic about this situation and probably realistic when I talked to you earlier, but, you know, let's just say, let's just move in a new direction for a second. Let, let's say... U.S. government decides, like, they have fucked up over the years and they need to release everyone with THC charges. Yeah. If they just came out with the bill that and they called it TH, TH free. Oh. That would be the shit right there. There you go, so That would, you know, Biden would be, they'd make statues of him. Like, what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Because when you do that, when you do that, when you pull off a trade like that, I think you bring, it, I bring think it home, a, what's I, your excuse with all these, when all these families are crying well, I think it's and the, yelling I think at, it's a yo. Slippery, I think it's a slippery slope for the justice system, right? Like, Okay, you, you trade Brittany Griner, and I start releasing people with THC charges. Are there other charges that are bullshit that are going to be protest like or um, fought against too? Like, it, yeah, it would be I, a, it would be a massive hit to the justice system. It like, would, it would, it would. Maybe if for that's the best though. Get. Maybe yeah, maybe for the best, right? I don't yeah. know. But maybe they fuck up in some cases and let, and they let up some people that shouldn't be let out. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe think about it too much, man. Because yeah, you know, anyone that's wrongfully imprisoned, you'd like to get them out, right? Exactly. The justice system isn't perfect. At the end of the day, we're making judgment calls of people, and we don't always know the truth. Yeah, a lot of the times we don't know the truth. But the truth is, especially when you're going to have government trading again someone of danger for someone who's again smoking hashish oil. You know, I lost my train of thought. 
I lost it, man. <laughs> what did you yeah, say? What did you say? Let me get it back. What did you say before that? The justice system isn't perfect. Was the kind of like the last point I made? Mm-hmm. The justice system isn't perfect. Or is imperfect? Yeah, it is imperfect. Yeah, sure, it is. And uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Maybe uh, you know, smoking I, weed I'm is dangerous. Think, Maybe think- smoking weed is dangerous. <laughs> Does it happen to you? How, how often do you uh, do you forget things? Depen- when you, uh, depends how stoned I get. Like I, I think I found a good balance in my older age where yeah. I, don't, I don't just fucking. Smoke an absolute shit ton unless I know I'm just, like, at home, like, doing yeah. nothing or gaming or just, like, vegging for, for the rest of the night. Yeah. But uh, if, if, if I got shit to do, if I got, like, conversations to have, I, I just, like, a, a nice controlled amount, you know? Don't get too fucked up. Exactly. It's like, it's like exactly. everything. There's balance with everything in life, man. Like, have a nice little weekend with the shrooms and the molly and, you know, it's just all about balance, man. You can have a great time with balance. 100%, man. Balance is uh, a very, very important and... uh yeah, we're about to see a lot of things uh, change here. Uh, I haven't read a lot about the situation. Just seen uh, the breaking news, the breaking news tweets, and uh, the thumbnails. And am I? Uh, I'm just captivated. I'm just fucking captivated because I just don't know what's going to happen here. And there's going to be some outrage. There's going to be a lot of demands, and we could see a big change coming from this. I mean, she doesn't know it. She doesn't know it now. She's probably just thinking about her livelihood and her family. And, her loved ones and just wanting to see them, but she very much could be a fucking revolutionist, you know, for real. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, I do wonder how she's handling herself in, in wow. Russian prison. Like she is probably one of the most fit people in that prison. You got, you have to say it, she's a WNBA star, you know, yeah. but I know it's like I said, a foreign country, different situation. Maybe most people don't know the language in there. Like, yeah, I can imagine that's terrifying. How man. long like, could I you survive? In pri- you know what? You could survive in prison for, Two days max, bro. Yeah, I feel two like, days I feel max, like and then you well. st- you'd start getting buff fucked, man. Yeah, honestly, I'm yeah. too da- I'm too pretty and too fucking scrawny, man. That's <laughs> that's, my, that's my problem. I put up a scrappy fight for yeah. sure, but uh, yeah, two days. Yeah, I'd probably give it two days. Yeah, I did. Crazy man, crazy. Or maybe it's just all a myth, man. I think Canadian prisons is a little different, man. There's probably not as much butt fucking going on in Canadian prisons. Who knows, man? Who knows? Oh, what, what does that say? What What does that say? The amount of. Uh, and does it even happen? Like, does it even happen? Or is it just uh, something that's uh, a part of meme cult? Uh, what am I saying? It does happen. Motherfuckers do get fucked in the ass and raped in jail. It just uh, happens. It just happens. Has to happen. I don't know. Why? I, because I don't know people, are, people are tense. And then there's also a lot of people, I'm assuming, who have gone to jail that weren't telling the truth, that were, you know, gay. And... They're in jail and they're spending time with themselves and you just run to the truth and you're also still an angry person and it just all hits the fan and there you are doing the worst of things. It's sad, bro. It's sad. Hmm. Damn, it's, you, you you fell down a fucking rabbit hole right No, there, but it man. makes sense. I, okay, because like, I feel like I'm an individual, Kyle Bound, who enjoys pussy, enjoys sex. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. having sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I go to jail for... 27 years for, I don't know, smoking a blunt at a fucking park while I'm chilling in some park in Russia, right? Am I going to get that horny to to the extent where I'm looking for some male ass? No. 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 It's, just, it's not happening. I, I just, think that only off. happens when, yeah, you're just like pent up and you're also, you've also been clo- either like, gay or bisexual, you know, and you've just been, you've been in the closet about it. And then you're there and you're still angry and you could be a murderer and it all hits the fan. And it's, again, it's sad. 
Yeah, maybe it's, maybe they're not gay. It's like a domination thing, you know. It's got a no. They're gay. If you're fucking ass, bro, you are. You are. Yeah, man. once you cross that line, yeah, you you're are, right. dude. You're it right. is. You're it right. is what it is. Right. It is what it is. That you hear about that logic, right? It's like, oh, are you a top or a bottom, and if uh, you're, uh, well, what's the thing? If you're, if you're top, you're not actually that. I don't even know. I don't even know. They're both. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not following you, bro. Which, I'm not following Which, which is weird because usually when you leave, when a uh, there's a conversation involving sex. Usually, I'm I'm right there with yeah. you. But this is un- uncharted territory for us. Yeah, man. Usually, usually I'm the one making sex jokes or talking anal, about an- sex. Anal man. sex. <laughs> for real, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's on your mind today, Kyle? How do we get from fantasy football to fucking male butt sex? I guess like, I guess there's. Oh, just talking about jail, there. man. It's just crazy. I asked yeah. you if you could survive in jail, and I, and I. You sur- you survive. I, I think I said you, the harsh thing that you yeah. actually get, like assaulted in jail. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm sorry. You know, if there's one thing is that I have a, uh, a fucking uh, abnormally hairy ass, so <laughs> that might turn some people away. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It really is. That's disgusting, bro. And how would you even, like, handle that? Yeah, you know, I, I got I got this pretty face up here, man, but I'm hiding a monster okay, fucking question. Uh, in uh, my pants. Would you ever get uh, <laughs> waxed or oh, yo, I got, taken I got, care of? I got my first wax recently, man. So you were there, and somebody was like waxing your balls for you and stuff. No, 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 no. Hannah, Hannah just waxed my back. Oh, my lower back. I got this like bush of hair on my lower back that she yeah. just fucking hates. Yeah. So one day she's like, "I'm fucking waxing." <laughs> so I said, "Okay." So I lie yeah, down, and yeah. she just got to work, man. My back was so smooth afterwards, man. Like it, it really worked. Damn, dude, that's something else, bro. So she didn't like the lower back hair. It just wasn't. Uh, it, no, I, there's, it there's like a bush there. It's weird. I got like one patch on my like lower back right in the middle, and there's just like a bush of hair. It's a legit bush. Yeah, man, it's a bush. Interesting. Yeah, it's gone now. I think did, I, I did think you, it's still pretty smooth. Did you feel uh, mad about uh, the demand to get it removed? Like, was it? Did, no, did you no, feel no, like she no. had control I, of your body or something like that? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> She's the one. I don't look at my fucking lower back. She's the one that has to look at it all the time. Yeah, so true. It's all good. That's true. And I mean, I, I mean, I mean the, the, the fucking poor girls shaved my ass like on a number of occasions too, right? Whoa. So it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine to let her wax my lower back if that's what she wants. That's what So yeah, I've never, I've never had that problem or that situation. And, you know, when you just said that, that was alarming. Like, damn, bro, like, like she does that for you, but how, how else would you get it done? Shave my ass? Yeah. Well, I, I used to do it myself. <laughs> 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 And, and then Hannah came into my life, and then she just like offered to do it one day, and I'm wow, like, I beautiful. love you, beautiful. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, man, unconditional love. You know, they just want what's best for you. Yeah, straight up, yeah. I'll make your life. And you I want, I want. She'll get all the, get all the spots. You can actually get in there and yeah, like yeah, actually exactly. do it the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get I, it. I'm sure I missed some spots I was doing. Exactly. It, but, uh, I, I did it for a number of years. You know, exactly, dude. And she got you, and yeah. that's love, man. Yeah, that's love, man. Shout out to shout out to love, yeah. I don't, I, I, and I don't make her shave my ass like every time it needs to be shaved. I'm like, how do you come shave my ass? <laughs> but, like, you know, sometimes I'll it's just time still, have to go. Sometimes I'll just still do it on my own. You know, I just need to fucking like fuck, yeah, you know, baby, and do it every time. Yeah, no one wants. I think it's not. I don't, I'm sure she doesn't enjoy getting in there. <laughs> but I just enjoys what it looks like afterwards, you know. But the the job itself isn't isn't. So a good what one. do you do? You go take a shower before she does it, right? Obviously. No, no, no. <laughs> I I I. I shave it in the shower. You never shave your ass. No, what never. Dude, okay. I, not, so like, I, I'll shave. Look it. how hard it is for me to get a beard, bro. I'll, like, sh- I'll shave in the shower while everything's dry and easy to cut, and then I'll clean out the dry shower, and then I'll shower. Yeah, and then. And then I have a fucking clean shaven, cleanly soaped ass. And then she just finishes it up for you. No, then we're done. Like just you just finish before you shower, and then you then you shower. 
Oh. Uh, when you need a sh- no, you want to shower. The kids ain't loose bits of hair or anything. Yeah, but. dude. So that's uh, that's and how that's like, how my ass gets. And are you like bent over? Or does she like like? Yeah, sometimes you got to spread a little bit. Right, I got I got <laughs> the hair is like the black holes where it all begins, man. <laughs> it really starts right in the crack, <laughs> and then it slowly fades out from there. That's love, yo. That's love, yo. Okay, so so give some advice to the people out there. I, I know. Uh, uh, I had a friend. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name who that friend is. Okay, but uh, you know he, he he's in love. It's all love. His, his life is good, but he's having trouble. You know, uh, dealing with his girl's emotions. You know, and I was just editing a podcast yesterday, and one of the questions was amongst that, like, how do you deal with your partner's emotions? And uh, yeah, I mean, if she's fucking shaving your ass, I feel like you're doing a great job. <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job, man. I think you just. This is going to be very simplistic advice. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to just be a good listener first and foremost. And I think you really just have to know your partner. Like, I think every girl is probably a bit different. Every partner is a bit different. Not, not every just individual. Yeah. On, every individual is a bit different. And some people want some space and time to themselves. And some people want to spill their heart and, like, have you listen the whole time and just kind of be there. And sometimes if I don't know what to say, I'll, I'll like just try to go for, like, a hug or, like, a cuddle or something too, right? Like, Ooh. sometimes you don't always know what to say. It's... Okay, that's some so great advice. Like an embrace. We're gonna touch on that. We're gonna touch on that. Okay, so you said you're a great listener, and then you said sometimes you don't need to say anything. You need to just give a hug or cuddle. Mm-hmm. Is that because you don't always have to give your friend, or in this case, someone you're in a relationship with, advice? Is it better to just sometimes you don't have the right advice? You know, yeah. uh, like I, I feel like. Earlier in my life, I'd always try. If someone told me their problems, I'd always just try to like come up with a solution. But yeah, there's not always a solution for everything in life, man. Like, yeah. if, I'm trying to think of an example, but something fucked up happens, and there's just like there's no answer to fix it. You just gotta yeah. be there for someone too, right? But what sometimes if people aren't, aren't always looking for advice; they just need to vent. Yeah, there you go. Because I, I was gonna say, what if uh, there wasn't anything quote unquote drastic, like somebody didn't die, or they didn't lose a job, or blah blah blah? It's just really like an emotional in your head type of thing. Uh, I think it would be common for the person being a vented to, to come up with ideas or have that advice. But I'm understanding from this conversation that it is maybe sometimes just as important to play the card of just being silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. best case to, or the best yeah. case scenario sometimes, right? Like sometimes <laughs> people just want someone there for them. They exactly. Need you fucking talking. Because they want to be understood. Yeah. So maybe that's the answer. You know, how you deal with somebody's emotions is you have to play a lot of cards. You have to be, like, really balanced out with your disposal of those cards. And a lot of it does have to do with, you know, giving advice and being uh, being vocally there for them. But also uh, leaving room for them to just communicate and you being just a physical feature there to be, like, lean, leaned on, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's all it is or yeah. cuddled with or hugged and... You know what that also does, Trevor? It's uh, it's one of those things. I, I feel as if we all we always learn the most from ourselves and experiences. And in that minuscule moment where maybe you don't say anything, it gives that person more time to keep venting and venting and venting. And within yep. their own spiel, they find an answer. Like they say it out loud. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. I said that. Because there are many cases where people are being emotional and uh, they're being a little uh, bratty or they're they're just not in the right place of mind where they truly do have the inability to listen and they don't want to be told what to do. They just can't even like 
comprehended and they can either use that and get more angry or just uh, I don't know just make things uh, take take it take away from the actual situation itself but anyways yeah leave, leave room for the person to uh, yeah I think like you said, that, that can happen in a lot of situations right yeah. sometimes just having someone there to listen to you and they might just figure it out on your own yeah that's the, that's the magical life sometimes man crazy shit happens look at you you're 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 a deep intellectual motherfucker man you're yeah talk about life and jail and like big theoretical things and here i am talking about fantasy football and shaving my ass yeah <laughs> dude, it is what it is we're just getting there i'm trying to, i'm trying to i'm trying to figure things out man i'm trying oh, to man. i'm trying to figure what else you need to out. figure out man what else do i need to figure out i need to figure out um Ah, I don't know. I'm actually kind of happy, yo. Man, I mean, just all, writing more, man. I, all all I I've been, all I've been trying to figure out is the Canucks lineup for next season. <laughs> there so, you go. I mean, that's you, like, yeah, that's here. That's well, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about uh, like hockey and the Canucks in, in, in general. And uh, I think uh, again, the market took uh, a hit when Calgary did what they did, and that's you know not only win a trade but also buy themselves uh, legitimacy for another year, and that could potentially make it harder for us to get that. And when I say that, it, it's really just being competitive and being in the playoffs and being in the dance and all that jazz. And yeah, here we are uh, possibly missing the playoffs because of that one trade alone. Real talk. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, man. Like there's there's a wild degree of variability for the Canucks and that's just because there's so much parity in the league. But I think what you really got to bank on this season is, uh, you know, Miller doing the same thing, big bounce back from Elias Patterson. Like it's all got to come from the top guys, you know? Like, you probably need Kuzmenko to hit. Yeah, McKay have to have a good season. If Besser bounces back, he's a great bounce-back candidate. Like, I like Bob Colson and his progression. I like Hallglander bouncing back. Like, there's... You, you got to hope that the players on the team right now can get it done because the team's capped out. There's probably not a lot of other moves coming. I think, long-term, what makes the most sense would be trading Miller and getting young assets, getting a first-round pick, and that hopefully a future top-pairing right-shot defenseman, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's easier said than done right now. Like you said, the market for forwards has gone downhill. Uh with you know Huberto going for pennies on the dollar, even like even in even in free agency, like Goudreau went for under market value, Vincent Trocheck got a pretty sweetheart deal. So I think you gotta hope that uh, the Canucks can just figure it out with the roster in place. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like I was uh, I, I was trying to figure out the sexiest lineup and uh you know, I like what I came up with, man. Yeah. You had uh Kuzmenko, Patterson, Besser, I believe you had Mikhaev, Miller. And was it Pot Colson? Yep, yep, yep. And then you had Horvat, Pearson, and Garland. Yep. Lazar, Solid top line, man. Hoglander, and that other dude from St. Louis who we just signed. Dakota Joshua. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's sick he, name. He's much sexier in the lineup than uh, Big Dick Justin or Jason Dickinson. So yeah, yeah. He's got well, he has a big forward. dick. No, he's, just, he's got that big dick energy, you know. Uh, Jason Dickinson. Yeah. He didn't really have it this season. He had it for like I saw one game when I was uh, in the media box that he scored a sick goal for, but. Oh yeah, that was, that was his one. Nice yeah, that wasn't his one moment of big dick energy. And on de- I don't know if I told you my defense yet, but I went with Hughes and Dermott for the number one pair. Really limited minutes last season, but I think the Canucks because they lack so much on their right side. I think Dermott's probably like the highest upside option there. Mm-hmm. And I think Quinn Hughes deserves to play with a defenseman who can actually move the puck well instead of you know no offense to Luke Shen, but <laughs> someone other than Luke Shen. Uh, and then I had OEL and Shen as the second pairing. Um, I just, I think, I didn't like Ekman, Larson, and Myers towards the end of the season. I thought they played, like, dog shit together. And yeah. Ekman, Ekman, Larson, and Chen have some, had some good underlying numbers. And then the third pair, I have Rathbun and Myers. So instead of Myers being your top number one matchup defenseman, he gets softer minutes on a third pairing with Jack Rathbun. I mean, I like that a lot better Yeah, for that duo, too. Interesting. Yeah. 
That so is anyways, a, that's what I got, man. That that's is just down like a money lineup. lineup right there. I, I don't see uh, Boudreaux going away from Shen and Hughes. I don't know why. I, 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 I feel I, like Boudreaux likes to... Uh, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, though. He I like, think Boudreaux likes to shake it up a lot, too. You're fair like, enough. I, I feel like Green was pretty similar. He shook it up a lot, but I yeah. feel like Boudreaux's the same. Like You saw him make a lot of changes last season if he didn't like the way the team was playing. Yeah, and I think... I think you're right on Dermot potentially having... Like I think it's obvious that he has a quote-unquote higher ceiling and uh, maybe it's best to put him in a situation where maybe he can reach that and put him with Hughes and maybe that brings out the best of him and the Canucks need a lot of breaks. They need a lot of people overachieving and you could see that being that equation. It's just... It's crazy how... You look at other lineups, like you look at Calgary's decor and obviously Tampa is like a bit of an outlier... And here we are talking about Dermot being that. I know, right? Well, that, and yeah. that's how much work the right side yeah. needs, and that's why probably JT Miller has to go. But yeah, um, you know, until it happens, he's still in Vancouver, and I, I have him and McKayev and Pod Colson as the number one line because until either Miller gets traded mm-hmm. or Pedersen proves he's better than Miller, Miller's the number one center to me. Yeah, put the lines in any way you want, but uh, yeah, I, I think any line with Miller right now is uh, centering the line is the number one line. He's that damn good. He's that damn good. You know, yesterday, uh, and I guess this is a good segue from, like, talking about Dermot being the number one D-man and blah, 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 and all that jazz. Like, yesterday, I really thought about it for whatever reason. I wasn't really uh, uh, wasting life. I think it was a uh, provoking conversation within my mind, and it had to do with Jim Benning again. Like, I kept thinking about Jim Benning and how bad of a job he did, and, you know, you just talked about Dermot again. We just acquired a fucking rich-ass defenseman. Last year, you know, Oliver yeah. Ekman Larson is still one of the highest paid demon in the league, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And we're not even excited about that anymore. It's, it's been one year. Oh, I know. It's it's, it was year. a terrible trade. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no he way to. Us. Yeah. I mean, for the Canucks to have 12 million, 12 million in cap space and have a legit prospect in Dylan Gunther and a second round pick in last year's draft, which could have been used for somebody else, too. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that would have been way more valuable than Ekman Larson and Garland in the lineup. And, and no offense to them, like, Garland was. I thought Garland was really good last year. He just yeah. didn't get any power play time, but he's one of the best connected even strength. Yeah, he still put up like 50 yeah. points, 53, 52 Yeah, 52, points. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And only and uh, only three were on the power play. The rest yeah. were even strength. Yeah, think and, about that. Uh, yeah, he was crazy. And then Ekman Larson, like, he's fine. He's just not worth $7.26 million for the next fucking five to six years. Yeah. So Just I, a yeah, ludicrous it was, trade, It man. was a stupid trade. It really was. Yeah. But Just a ludicrous trade and... How did that guy keep a job for so long, man? How did that's unbelievable? I think it like I, okay, he was my just, my he was theory, just Franny's puppet. That was I, my I've theory. been going through so many things, and I think one of the one of the things that had to have happened is uh, the Aquilini fan family. Like I know it's a big investment for them, but they might they might have been like out of touch with hockey. I, I think they were too involved. Like I I I got not not to uh, be one of those guys, but I got a source on the inside and um. He kind of said like the Aquilines were too oh, involved. Oh, so you're saying, so when you say a puppet thing, you're thinking like they wanted a dude like that because it gave them the power. Yeah, to be, be exactly. The, the, the choice makers, or if they just said like, "Hey, we're not we're like we don't want a long rebuild. Like, try to make the playoffs." And instead of like you know someone giving pushback, being like, "No, we need to rebuild. We need to do this the right way." Jim Benning's like, oh, 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 "Okay, let's <laughs> Lucas Spiza and yeah. freaking Brandon Sutter. Let's go." Yeah. What, what do you think about uh, Brandon Sutter with ivermectin, by the way? Ivermectin? Is that like long-term COVID? Is that what no, they're talking he, about? No, so he has long-term COVID, and he, he had an article in the province talking about his, like, battle recovering. 
And yeah, one love Brandon Sutter. I mean, hope he feels better. But in, in the article, he also talked about using ivermectin, which is that horse horse uh, medicine for yeah. like horse worms or so, worms and horses. Yeah, that was touted as a cure for COVID. And he talked about how it's helped him in this article and takes all the time. He didn't say how it's helped him. And then there was obviously the uh, the other point of view from like a Vancouver physician. Yeah, who just said like there's no proven uh, connection between ivermectin helping COVID. So. I know I found it interesting that Brandon Sutter, I guess he, what, why the fuck does he care? But it's interesting that he talked about it. But I, I feel like in that state, you're like, you're, he's been battling long haul COVID for, you know, he's been battling COVID for over a year, right? Like, yeah. that's a scary situation. The guy's got like year and change. three young kids. So, yeah. Well, what I think is, I'd be desperate to try everything too. Well, what is long term COVID? Like, he, he basically like can't, like, he can't work out strenuously without like being really out of breath or even like going for a bike ride with kids. He feels like really out of breath and like but, tired afterwards. But, and, and what is he like going through uh actual real time symptoms like uh, fever fever symptoms or no no throat? not like that not like that it's, it's just it's more so like rigorous. It's, it's just breathing and fatigue wow okay yeah. so yeah that's uh that's something else that that's yeah. that's sad yeah it's really sad man and i know there's been like migraines is another thing that's yeah. Possibly associated with it too. And oh my God. That's migraines. what Tucker Pullman's been dealing with so, too. So this dude's not able to be a family man because I can only imagine chasing kids and yeah, I think being not around to, the not house. Not to the fullest, no. That's hard to do and you want to do those things and you just talked about migraines. Like damn, yeah. bro. Like kids can. Oh yeah, they knock you out. If yeah. you have a migraine, you're done. Yeah. So damn, I mean, all bro. the best to Pullman and Sutter, man. But yeah. I, just find, I find the ivermectin thing interesting, but I, I feel like if I was really desperate, maybe I'd try it. I feel like my course, personality, man. I wouldn't believe it. There's no way I would fucking believe that that yeah. would work, but believe what would work like ivermectin, uh, like some, some, ho- some horse dewormer that was like touted by Joe Rogan, like that yeah. wouldn't be the shit I'd be fucking believing in. <laughs> There's yeah. no way, but Yo, people, people on the West Coast, maybe they're just the loudest people on the West Coast, but they seem to really hate Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind some of his interviews, but I feel like he definitely like crosses the line. Yeah, of course, for, for like, and not in a good way, because he just fucking talks and uploads, bro. Yeah. That's all he does. Talks yeah. and uploads. But who only has a conversation to himself. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just uh it's I see the hate and I get it. Like where everyone's allowed to uh you know trash and disagree and be vocal and demand this and demand that. They have a right to like, you know, look for those things, but I, I I've never put uh, a lot of uh power on Joe Rogan or anyone in general with that much uh fame and notoriety to like always be uh, quote unquote politically politically correct or just I don't I just how do I how do I say this like he's just doing him you know I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna get like super outraged I but, could disagree but I, it's not it's not like I could ever be like yo don't ever come to my fucking province again like don't ever come to Vancouver again right, you right. know just like, yo chill out man how much power are you giving this guy you know for real well he uh he had almost as much power as Jim Benning yeah <laughs> fuck man well he is arguably one of the like the most powerful entertainers oh, yeah, in the he world is really powerful, yeah. in that in that way i mean if people have the inability to think for themselves and trust that others can also uh like think for themselves then yeah i, I could get why you put so much uh like weight on what some of these people say and you get scared about what uh and how like somebody could interpret that or how society could interpret that like look this this clip got a million plays like what he's saying is dangerous like that's a lot of all that that jargon but like fuck it, dude. Like it's fucking Joe Rogan. Have you watched like a whole episode? This guy just sipping, smoking blunts, like talking to everyone. Just talk, just talking. He's literally just talking. Literally yeah, it's funny. Talking. A lot of podcasts, it's yeah. more of an interview, but yeah. you get a lot of Joe Rogan 
going on in his podcast. Some people like to hear the sound of their own voice, man. Yeah. So like I, you. That that's the thing. I think <laughs> I think I think you, you brought up a good point. Maybe um, like the casual uh, internet user or the casual podcast fan doesn't really see Joe Rogan as or the experience as like a conversation. They just actually view it like an interview. And I think when you use the word interview, it's kind of becomes educational or yeah, yeah, some, more, some more importance. But real talk, if you, I've watched so many Joe Rogan episodes. I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Rogan. He just, he just part of like the, the arsenal of some of the entertainment I go through throughout the year. But it's just a conversation. Literally just a conversation. It's, it literally feels like they just press record and they're just talking. And yeah. what happens through conversation, it's some questions happen, but yeah, they're just talking. So. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yeah. It's it, it's an interesting strategy just to get authenticity out of people too, right? Yeah. So, and which is what people want, man. People would rather authenticity than some fucking stage yeah. interview. So, I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, he's going to cross the line sometimes. He's going to piss people off. He's going to cross the line a lot of times. He's going to yeah. cross the line a lot of times, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not, maybe we should cross the line more. You I guess, do you have any lines you want to cross right now? Um, <laughs> we talked a lot about rape and butt fucking. And I made a joke that you would get. Like I literally said, oh, I think you'd get raped in jail. <laughs> I literally said I mean, that. I'm not disagreeing. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. So yeah, probably fair comment. But would you? Would you? Okay, I'm thinking about this now. Okay, so let's say I'm in jail and it's about to go down. I'm about to get raped. Yeah, I, I definitely fight for my life there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think both of us would, for sure. You just fight. You fight. And what's that movie? I think it's called, uh, is it Shawshank? Shawshank Redemption, Redemption yeah. With the dudes in jail? Yeah. And he just, like, he'd always defend himself. Yeah, exactly. He'd always defend himself, but yeah. he'd probably lose most of the time, but yeah. he'd always defend he'd himself, one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a crazy movie. That's still, like, Great I know movie. it's, like, touted as one of the greatest movies of all time, but it really deserves it. Okay, that's the next question. Uh, what's the... Uh, What's the greatest movie of all time? Okay, I got like two serious choices. Nah, you can only give me one. You only give me one. I will probably go with. I'll probably go with Inception. Damn. I love that movie. I think it's like the concept's amazing and it's fucking riveting. Keeps going the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that movie. (sighs) Damn, bro. What What's the movie that I'm thinking about right now? It it left. it left the biggest impact on me when I left the theaters. It just okay. felt very relatable. I think it's called End of Block or End of... I don't even know. It's with uh, Jake don't, Gyllenhaal. You don't even know what your favorite movie is. I know. I don't know why is. I'm freezing right here. Can, can you just... Uh, fuck it, dude. It's, it's, it's about a movie about two cops. It's like a POV on uh, their day-to-day lives. I think it's called End of Road? End of... No? No? I'm still looking it up. I can't. Damn, bro. Um, okay, since, since I can't... Uh, uh, say the name of that movie, and it's supposedly my favorite movie. The other option would be, uh, and this is ba- just based on being so surprised on how good it was, because normally uh, sequels and stuff aren't as good as the uh, and end of watch. End of watch. There you go. End of watch. Okay, so it's end of watch, and I know I didn't tell you to give me two, but the other one I was going to say is Toy Story three. That okay, said, okay so the other one I'm going to give you is uh, Pulp Fiction. There you go. I'm actually going to give you a third. Uh, the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Oh, good movie. Yeah, that's like my go-to, like, goofy-ass yeah. fucking movie. That movie's so funny. So funny. And I, you know, it gives you the feels at the end, too, man. Like, it really does. Yeah. 
So uh, wow. long, yeah, longest yard might be the movie I've seen the most times in my life. No way. So yeah. you, you need to feel good. It's like a, it's like your favorite food. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like a great fallback movie. Just yeah. to, like fucking get some laughs. Yeah, I can probably quote that movie too, like the back of my hand. Like, yo, laughs are laughs are important, man. They yeah. heal the soul. Heal the soul. Actually, you know what I started watching on Disney Plus recently was uh, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. But I'm like going back to the old videos, like 2002, 2003. Yeah, that's some funny ass shit. Times. Man. Good times. Like that's a great show too. It's yeah. the internet now. <laughs> yeah, pretty time. much. As before fucking YouTube, man. You had to like yeah. mail your VHS tapes to fucking LA. Yeah. What a world, man. Great concept. Some I was always entertained. And I, I guess we'll end the conversation on this note. Like you, you brought up America's Funniest Home Videos. I think one of the best programs out there for me are the misplays of the week or the misplays of the month yeah. involving yeah. athletes just fucking yeah. up. For whatever yeah. reason, it makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah, it's so good, man. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I laugh my ass <laughs> off, yeah. For real, it's one of my favorite uh, things to watch, especially in the gym. I don't know why. Or if I need a fallback uh, hockey moment, um, you know, if I need to get a laugh, it's just I go back to the Leafs in 2013 when they blew that uh, one lead to the Bruins. Yeah, that was good. That was or, good or when the Packers lost to the Seahawks uh, in the NFC Championship game. I never watched that. <laughs> okay, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Peace, peace, peace.